This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Manscaped and Stitch Fix. It's an election year, climate change is ruining the earth, Kobe's dead, cyberpunk's delayed, and guess what? Now we've got a global pandemic to worry about on top of everything else. Mm -hmm. Wuhan coronavirus has been in the news for the past few weeks, including our most recent episode. Check it out if you haven't. And uh, hearing about a deadly contagious disease that's already killed over 100 people and has spread to around 6,000 people in multiple countries at this point, it sounds pretty scary. But let's just go ahead and take a look beyond the headlines and see what we're actually dealing with here. Now, first off, Wuhan is a city in central China. But what is a coronavirus? Okay, maybe you remember this. Do you remember SARS? It was about 18 years ago, so you might not. But severe acute respiratory syndrome, a.k.a. SARS, was a disease caused by a coronavirus originating from China. They got over 8,000 people sick with flu-like symptoms and resulted in 774 deaths. Most of these deaths occurred in China and other Asian countries, but there were also 251 cases and 44 deaths in Canada. So the idea of SARS spreading to the U.S., that was a real concern. The SARS ended up getting 27 Americans sick, but there weren't any deaths here. Thank, thank goodness for our amazing healthcare system. Yeah. You want to throw it all away, <laughs> you damn commies. Mm. So yeah, SARS was a coronavirus, and this new one is also a coronavirus. But again, what is a coronavirus? Well, basically, it's a, it's a large group of viruses that sort of look like a crown or a corona under a microscope. The designation is less about what the virus does and more just how it looks. And the vast majority of coronaviruses simply cause the common cold. They can also cause deadly global health scares like SARS, though. And another example is uh, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS, which is basically the SARS of Arabia, which has infected over 1,300 people and killed over 500. So... Deadlier than SARS, but also less contagious. Isn't MERS an, a musical artist as well? Yes. Okay. <laughs> coronavirus, uh, they, the coronaviruses start off as animal diseases, and then they jump to humans. SARS is believed to have started with bats, then jumped to civets, uh, which look like a cross between a leopard and a mongoose, and to uh, raccoon dogs, which look like a cross between a raccoon and a dog. Adorable. They are very cute. Mike Bloomberg wants to shake that raccoon dog's face. Oh, no, now I'm sick. He's got the rabies. Uh, MERS, it, it also started with bats, and then it jumped to camels. Bats are believed to also be behind the Wuhan coronavirus, but again, not directly. It was originally believed that bats had somehow passed the disease to live animals being sold at a specific market in Wuhan, uh, since so many of the early cases were people who had been there. But more recent data suggests that the first reported case didn't have any connection to the market. So this is this is an update to a previous story. Yeah, it's uh, they're still figuring this out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, regardless, cramming a bunch of wild animals from various places into one cramped and unhygienic space, it's a great way to uh, either start a plague or help spread a plague. It looked like the collector's office from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And regardless of where and how exactly Wuhan coronavirus made the jump to humans, it could not have picked a better time of year to do it. Mm -hmm. For one thing, Chinese New Year was this week, and it's a time of year that involves travel for a lot of people in China and throughout Asia. So that's a convenient way for the virus to hitch a ride and spread itself out geographically. It's like when uh, here in America when it's uh, Christmas and New Year's. Everyone goes home to see their families. They travel because they have time off. Yeah. It is literally the worst possible time for an outbreak to happen because it can travel so far so fast. Yeah. And secondly, yeah, it's just winter. Not an especially cold winter in China, but still, it's winter, so people's immune systems are already a bit compromised. Great conditions for spreading a disease. Yeah. 
Now, as for how Wuhan coronavirus spreads, it's through the air via breathing or coughing. And here's something scary. The incubation period for the virus, uh, i.e. the time between exposure and the first signs of symptoms, that's between two and 10 days. But it's also apparently contagious before symptoms appear. So you might catch it, start feeling sick the next day and take the proper measures to ensure you're not getting other people sick, or you might catch it and just continue going on about your busy life for the next 10 days, potentially exposing lots of other people to the virus before you even know you're sick. In comparison, SARS is only contagious once the symptoms start. This is more like the flu, where you're carrying it around for days without even knowing about it. Yeah, and even once you know you're sick, you might not know that you're sick sick. The symptoms aren't that unusual. At first, it's just a fever, fatigue, dry cough, like any winter book. Mm -hmm. It's not until about a week into the symptoms that the serious symptoms like shortness of breath and respiratory distress can occur. Uh, in around a quarter of the cases. And if your immune system is already compromised by conditions like diabetes, hypertension, lung disease, and so on, this could lead to death. And most of the deaths so far have been older people with existing conditions. But more recently, there's also been cases of younger, otherwise healthy people in their 30s dying from this virus. So that's scary. Yes. Uh, there's also no cure or vaccine. Doctors can only treat the symptoms at this point. Yeah, the basic reproduction number of Wuhan coronavirus, i.e. the average number of people who will catch it from a single infected person, appears to be around two, though some estimates have put it as high as five and a half. Now, for comparison, SARS was between two and five, and seasonal flu is around 1.3. Sounds bad, yeah, but scientists seem to be annoyed with people seeing these basic reproduction numbers, or RO numbers, and assuming the worst. It's an average, and some people with the disease may not spread it to anyone. Conversely, though, there might be what are called super spreaders who, for whatever reason, are getting everyone around them sick. Uh, MERS had an RO less than one, but most of the transmission came from a few lucky individual super spreaders, like one guy in South Korea who got around 29 other people sick. The RO calculation also changes quite a bit depending on how aware people are of the disease and how good the public health response to it is. So it looks like Wuhan coronavirus is pretty contagious when no one's expecting it, but with proper action, it can be better contained. But there's also the issue of asymptomatic carriers, people who are spreading the disease without ever showing symptoms. And it's looking like those may have also been a factor in the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus. Identifying both the super spreaders and the asymptomatic carriers and quarantining them, that is key to stopping the spread of this virus. Yeah, this is the part of medicine that's kind of like detective work. Mm -hmm. They have to like basically figure out who's the person spreading this disease around. It's the one that's running around screaming, Wuhan, Wuhan, <laughs> now you're sick, and drinking wow. Coronas. Wow, this really is a throwback to SARS. Mm -hmm. So what action is being taken? Well, it sounds like all around the public health response here has been much more swift than with previous outbreaks, which is good. Mm -hmm. China obviously does not want another SARS. That was a PR nightmare for them. So this disease appears to have first jumped to humans in early December. By the end of December, Chinese health officials reported it to the World Health Organization. And two weeks later, the virus's full genetic sequence was isolated and published for anyone to look at. With SARS, it took five months before it was fully sequenced, and Zika... Uh, you know, you remember Zika. Yeah, the, mo the thing that was spread by mosquitoes. Yeah, the... Uh, From south of the... the Brazil of the Olympics yeah. one that everyone was worried about. Zika yeah. wasn't identified for an entire year. So, this is we're doing all right they're so on, They're on top of it. That's good. You know, six weeks from human infection to full sequencing, that's very good. 
That virus sequence is now being studied in labs worldwide, and the previous SARS and MERS outbreaks have prepared the global health community for how to deal with this. China's health infrastructure has improved quite a bit since SARS, but Wuhan is a big city with a population of 11 million. So China has deployed architects and builders to construct two new hospitals there in under a month. And meanwhile, all travel in and out of Wuhan is banned, along with around a dozen other cities in the Hubei province. Uh, although foreigners have more recently been allowed to leave after going through medical screenings, Wuhan uh, has also banned private vehicles. Yeah, basically, is, uh, everyone has been told to just stay where they are. Stay put. Uh, it's... Kind of creepy looking. Uh, inner city buses have been suspended in most major cities. Um, the government is offering full refunds for all plane and train tickets, which is nice. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Wuhan, yeah, looks like a ghost town. But uh, even Beijing is noticeably less busy than usual. Hong Kong has banned train and ferry travel to the mainland, and they've re reduced the number of flights in and out of Hong Kong to the mainland by half. Uh, Chinese schools and universities were supposed to, you know, start their spring semester following the new year. But uh, across Hubei province, the semester has been delayed indefinitely. And schools throughout China have followed suit, including in Beijing. So, hey, kids, there's a silver lining to this. <laughs> Maybe they just have to sit inside and play Plague Inc., though. Yeah. Yeah. Video games. Fun. There you go. Uh, yeah, several major sporting events in Wuhan have also either been canceled or moved to other locations, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> on the point of uh, Plague Inc., there was also, uh, I saw the news today, I think it was in Hollywood Reporter or something, but the movie Contagion has also become like the most rented movie. Uh, uh, that movie was like a really good uh, Contagion and uh, the one from the 90s, Outbreak. Yeah. I mean, Outbreak's like a little more sensational, mm -hmm. but they, they both did a pretty good job of like showing... The absolute worst case scenario and how yeah. that would work. That's why you, people there are watching it and they're going, well, as long, as long as that doesn't happen, <laughs> I think I've lucked out. Yeah. Now, in general, it sounds like China is going above and beyond to contain the spread of the virus. But this has also led to theories that uh, they may be hiding the full extent of the outbreak. Yeah, some people are like, uh, maybe there might be like five times as many people infected. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like at the start of it, you're like, okay... Well, according to China, they told the World Health Organization yeah. this long after. But who knows how long they actually waited. I mean, I think it's probably, they're probably telling at least half the truth. Mm -hmm. But also, it's like, they might not know. Like, there's, everyone's, they're still That's taking too, stock yeah. of, like, how far this has spread and, yeah. like, getting the full picture of it. So, yeah, it could be worse than... <laughs> what they think it is. Yeah, I mean, they 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 they, 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 they hid the full extent of the outbreak when it happened with SARS. So this isn't without precedent. Yeah. Uh, there's also no way to know right now if that's the case. But the ability of the disease to spread outside Hubei, uh, Hubei province, has been successfully limited. Uh, it has managed to spread to several other nearby countries, plus the United States, Canada, Australia, France, and Germany. But it's unlikely to explode in these other countries the way it has in China, thanks to everyone already knowing to look out for it. Yeah. So here in the U.S., the Centers for Disease Control, they've set up health screenings at 20 airports, which receive 90% of the flights from China to the U.S. So it's very unlikely that any new carriers of the virus are getting into America without, you know, being quarantined. Unless they're asymptomatic carriers. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't want that. Uh, meanwhile, a bunch of major U.S. companies have either canceled or limited their business trips to China, and uh, airlines are also just limiting the total number of flights to and from China, probably just because of demand. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we're at a stage where the number of Wuhan coronavirus cases and deaths are still rising every day, but it's almost entirely contained within China right now. Every death so far has been in China. And the World Health Organization has not yet declared it a public health emergency of international concern. 
When that comes out, that's when you should start worrying. So should you be worried? We went over this a little bit yesterday, but if you live in China or you spend a lot of time around people who have recently been to the Hubei province, yeah, kind of, you maybe maybe worry a little bit. Yeah, maybe wear a mask. I don't know. But also, basic precautions. Also, if that's the case, you you know that if you start feeling sick, you should immediately get checked out uh, instead of just brushing it off as the winter cold. It is worth it to go into financial ruin to make sure you don't die. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, for everyone else, uh, no, you shouldn't be worried at this point. We are not in the clear yet, but the likelihood of this turning into a global pandemic is extremely low. Uh, honestly, again, what you should be concerned about is getting the flu. Lux- luckily, there are vaccines for that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, get your flu shot. Yeah. Just, you know, also, like, like you, you should, extremely winter. sick, go see a doctor. Yeah, go to a doctor. If you can afford it. If not, just die. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you are poor and you go to the doctor, you you don't can, tell them your name. Yeah. Well, you can just say, "Well, I'm broke. What are you gonna do about it?" Exactly. Like they uh, once you're in there, they they kind of can't they not treat you. They can't not treat you. It's sort of they took an oath <laughs> that they yeah. they can't let you die. Yeah. I used to so, have friends when I used to do like BMX and stuff like that that would get injured and just go in and give them fake names and get cast and be like, "All right, bye." Yeah. I mean, like it, even if they, you give them your real name, like at a certain point. If you can prove to them that you are broke, mm-hmm. they'll take anything you can give them. They'll, they'll, you, you show them your financial records, your bank statements, you're like, I'll give you 50 bucks. And they're like, fine, whatever. We yeah. just want to close the account. So, yeah, yeah there you go. Um, the Wuhan coronavirus in the news a lot. But as of right now, at least here in America, you see. not a big concern. Uh, yes, anyways, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped and breaking news, everybody. This is a pubic service announcement. God damn it. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The new and improved lawnmower, not one, not two, 3.0 is now available for purchase. This Third-gen Manscaped trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. We all accidentally have probably, almost certainly, cut our balls at some point in our lives. Uh, Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. We were already quite satisfied with the Lawnmower 2.0 and wondered how they could possibly improve upon it. So this is great news for ball sacks everywhere, folks. That's right. And if you use the Lawnmower 2.0, this is an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade, but with a new and improved skin-safe technology. Mm. When we tell you this is premium, we mean premium, Jack. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. There's a new LED light, which illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Turn on the brights. Yeah. And uh, the new motor operates at 7,000 RPMs, but with quiet stroke technology. Mm, Like your parents are home. Yeah. And let's not forget... (laughs) (laughs) Quiet stroke. Let's not forget the charging stand, though. Show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Experience this life-changing product for yourself. Uh-huh. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code NEWSDAY20. As always, your balls will thank you for your service. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with code NEWSDAY20 at manscaped.com. I like the charging dock. You got a, got a hot date over and she needs to use the bathroom. What the fuck is this? Oh, I'm <laughs> glad you asked. No, she'll know. Yeah. She'll know. Wow. 
These balls are as smooth as eggs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Personal style is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. Whatever your style, the expert stylists at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. To get started, go to stitchfix.com slash newsday, answer some questions about your preferred style, and your personal shopper will ship you a box of clothes, shoes, and accessories. With Stitch Fix, everyone can look their best. They have solutions for men, women, and kids all over the U.S. and now the U.K., governor. There's no commitment required and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. You will never have to worry about looking good again with Stitch Fix. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash newsday. You'll get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Mm -hmm. That is stitchfix.com slash newsday. And now back into the news. Do you also see the online people are calling the Wuhan coronavirus the Winnie the Flu? That's clever. Mm -hmm. That's. Uh, I also saw a bunch of people, Google released their trends, uh, and a lot of people were searching the corona beer virus or like, ah, what's yeah. this beer virus? A lot of people have... Very worried about the beer. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, corona's like oh, quarterly report. Oh, like, no. Yeah, we saw a big dip around Short January. corona. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, we've we've heard you loudly and rudely chanting for uh, most of this episode so far. We want Phil. Yeah. We want Phil. Well, he was the only American to get the coronavirus, and sadly, he's perished. He lost his insurance, couldn't afford Cobra, and he's gone forever. Sorry, we're just kidding. He's very much alive. Phil is back to tell you all about the Amazon ring and uh, how much he loves it. No. You know that we're joking. The opposite, actually. This is Phil we're talking about. Just, okay, Phil, just... Let them know. Let them know. Everyone likes a feel-good story. I remember watching Shark Tank back in 2013 when Jamie Simonoff pitched Doorbot, his doorbell that used Wi-Fi to let you see who's at your door. Unfortunately, Jamie left the tank without a deal. He said, I remember after that Shark Tank episode literally being in tears. Jamie grinded away, rebranded his product as Ring, and in 2016 got financing from some high-profile investors like Richard Branson. A year later, his company was worth a billion dollars. You do have to admit, it's, it's good to see the underdog come out on top. And now let me ruin this story because I'm Phil. Uh, Ring was purchased by Amazon in the summer of 2018, and it didn't take long for people to start connecting the dots that Amazon is a company who, among other things, sells you stuff and delivers that stuff to you in packages. And Ring is a company who happens to own cameras pointed right where those packages get delivered. Remember Amazon Key, the service that unlocks your door so packages can get delivered inside your home when you're not there? All this was starting to make sense. Ring then launches Neighbors app, which let users share data about porch pirates and other bad guys with people in the neighborhood, and then they got to all talk to each other. Imagine the warm fuzzies you get as a homeowner with a family when you look at this page. All right, Phil, seems pretty good so far. Well, then, then more info started coming up about the partnership between Ring and law enforcement. Ring was donating doorbell cameras to local police forces and basically giving them commission if they got citizens to download the Neighbors app. And turns out, local police forces could request security cam footage from Ring cameras. All right, now, now it's really starting to heat up. By August of 2019, over 400 police departments were partnered with Ring, and watchdog groups like the EFF started taking notice. So Ring, still on my Amazon, 
was unofficially acting as public relations for those hundreds of police departments by feeding them talking points and providing them with strategies and materials that allowed them to get their hands on ring footage and installation locations, all while getting cops to basically help sell more ring cameras. Check out this slice of PR. A social media template given to the Frisco Police Department. You can see there are specific formatting and messaging for each social media platform. Let's take a look at the cool, normal human words they suggested for Facebook. We're excited to announce the Frisco Police Department has joined Neighbors by Ring. The Neighbors app is a digital neighborhood watch right on your phone where you can get real-time crime and safety alerts from your neighbors and law enforcement. I mean, that's how cops talk, right? I mean, that goes on for a bit, but Phil, what if a police force wants to make their own cool, normal human words describing their partnership with Ring? No big. Final drafts of public remarks must be sent to Ring so that the company's PR team can review and sign off before they're sent to local news. Ewing, New Jersey Chief of Police John Stemmler got in trouble and had to remove the words surveillance and security cameras because he maybe didn't get the memo that ring security cameras are not security cameras. Now, it doesn't say so on their site, but if you look at Ring's own search metadata, they themselves call them security cameras. And on all these other sites where they sell Ring security cameras that aren't security cameras, duh, they're listed as security cameras. And at least 33 police departments barfed up that old copy-paste by tweeting microwave blocks of text that usually end with, join us by downloading the free Neighbors app. You know, whenever you run into a cop, he's like, Download this app for free. So do you think it gets worse? Of course it does, because I'm Phil and I'm talking about it. News outlets started compiling which cities were partnering with Ring, and then it was made public that Ring provides police departments a map of where all the Ring cameras are installed. And in July, Ring removed the camera location feature from their police portal, which conveniently lines up with a lot of the bad press they were receiving. Allegedly, that's from me, and just kind of saw where those two lined up. Uh, log after log keeps getting tossed in this privacy dumpster fire, but let's just take let's just take a trip to the greatest hits. Police don't need a warrant to get your Ring doorbell footage. Amazon confirms police can keep Ring doorbell videos forever. All right, these are all kind of the same. Give me a different one, different one, different one. Oh, Ring let employees watch customer videos, claims reports, unfiltered round-the-clock live feeds from some customer cameras. But my penis. Well, that's the thing. Are we talking about just doorbell cams or are we talking about indoor cameras too? Strangers could have unfettered access to a folder on Amazon's S3 cloud storage service that contained every video created by every ring camera around the world. That's the stuff. Hook it into my veins. And most recently this week, Ring app shares personal data with Facebook and other unlisted trackers. But Phil... I don't have a Facebook account. Too fucking bad, nerd. Zuckerberg's still getting that drip. They would have gotten away for it if it weren't for those meddling watchdogs at the EFF. So guess what the advice is? Don't buy a ring. If you have one, opt out of sharing where you can, but I checked their privacy policy page and it states, we do not sell or otherwise share personal information about you except as described in this privacy notice. We may share your personal information with, and then they list all the people they share your information with. That is like me saying, I haven't eaten all day. 
except for breakfast. I did eat lunch, and I had dinner, and then I had like a handful of almonds, but it was like a small handful. And by the way, I sold your private info when you were in the bathroom. Anyway, if you do have Ring or another type of security system, you can always unplug your indoor cameras when you're home. That way they can't see or hear you and make a good, unique password on your account. That way it's less likely that you'll be hacked. Uh, turn on two-factor authentication and you know don't log on from like weird computers at the library. And before we go, let me press the same note on my bad news piano one more time. We're done with Ring. Avast, a company who offers a free antivirus product, has been using their software to track every click you make on your device, and they're selling it. So without getting this story at all, guess what? If you stop using Avast, stop, uninstall it, and find a new one. There's tons of free ones out there. Bye! Wow, thanks, Phil. You've been a real asset lately in our quest to make our viewers hate the modern world. Ass hat. Ass hat. Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's update you all now on some stories from last week, starting with that whole Jeff Bezos thing. So, last Which week, Jeff Bezos thing are you talking about, Elliot? The one with his dick. Ah. Uh, last week, we told you about how it was certainly starting to look like those leaked texts last year between Bezos and his mistress were the work of none other than the Saudi Arabian government, who had a pretty believable set of motives for doing so. Well, now, the New York Times and Wall Street Journal are quoting sources saying that federal prosecutors have evidence that Bezos' girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, was actually the one who took the screenshots and sent them to her brother, who then gave them to the National Enquirer. That bitch! It's unclear why she would have done that, but this was what the National Enquirer claimed since the beginning. No Saudi conspiracy, just Bezos' mistress, Trump-loving brother wanting to hurt Bezos' public image, and apparently her willingly doing that? Yeah, it's weird. Well, she wanted some of that money. Mm. It's also a... I, they're still together, though. Like, after this story broke, like, they haven't broken up. I don't know. It's only been a couple days. Very awkward. Yeah. What's interesting here is that this still wouldn't explain the National Enquirer's threats to publish lewd and nude pics of Bezos, unless Lauren Sanchez sent her brother those pics. It is very confusing, but it's also entirely possible that both explanations are true at the same time. Sanchez's brother sent the Inquirer some texts, uh, but meanwhile, the Saudis also did hack Bezos' phone and get a bunch more blackmail material. Uh, as always, uh, I guess we're just going to have to keep updating this one over and over and over again. Uh, he just got hacked by uh, Armine, right? With a bunch of other... Uh, Bezos did? Yeah, with a bunch of other companies, like the NFL and... Oh, I saw the NFL hack. Yeah. Also, the UN got hacked. Bunch of UN servers uh, got wiped. Um, what a time to be pretty, alive! Pretty short list of suspects on that one. Like <laughs> yeah. either the Saudis, North Koreans, or or uh, a troll, Russians. a four hundred pound troll in his basement. Yeah. yeah. Also, Jeff Bezos drove around in a rickshaw in India while okay. he was visiting there. Cool. Um, anyway, now on to an update to last week's story about Clearview AI, that facial recognition company that lets the just police departments. Anywhere, uh, identify people shockingly quickly. Just a couple taps. Now, one of Clearview's most impressive claims that they've been using in their marketing is that their app led to the arrest of a terrorism suspect in New York City. Um, but the NYPD has now come out and said that Clearview played no role in that arrest, nor did they in multiple other NYPD arrests that Clearview has been using in their marketing. This, is this so Jacob Ball's company? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Clearview's founder, Juan Tan Thot, uh, turns out has a bit of a history uh, associating with far-right grifter types, which is, um, I think, a bit unsettling since one of the biggest concerns with this technology is how it could be used for doxing and yeah. whatnot. Hmm. So, 
A- anyways, here's some good long overdue news for people who hate online ads but also feel kind of guilty for using ad blockers and not supporting journalism. A new product called Scroll just launched this week, and it's essentially YouTube Premium but for reading. You pay five bucks a month, and now hundreds of news sites are ad free. But they're still making money off of you, uh, way more money than they ever would have by just having those shitty ads up there. Uh, Like YouTube Premium, the percentage of time you spend on any given site determines how much of that $5 the site gets. Uh, No ads isn't just less annoying. It also makes sites load faster, and it means much less tracking of your online activity. Uh, With more and more sites making ad blocking increasingly difficult, uh, this is a great idea that hopefully catches on. Uh, We signed up for it. I like it. And it works great. great. And that's the thing, too, is with with loading a website, even if you're using an ad blocker, it takes time to block those ads, and it has to still load them and all that. This is a much cleaner experience. Yeah. Although it is uh, strange seeing everything so basic. Because I'm used to just seeing ads all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, the internet's gotten real ugly. Yeah, but it's, now it looks uh, looks quite nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, not everyone's going to be down to just like pay five dollars. Pay to five dollars for ad blocking. For us, it works out quite perfectly. Yeah, because we do this all the time. Plus, we're constantly taking screenshots of news articles. Yeah, you and, want them clean without any of that. Yeah, shit without on a bunch it. of ads all over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm surprised it took this long for a consensus. Kind of a niche market, but if, if you're interested in uh, giving websites a, a, a semi-decent chunk of money for experiencing their articles without having to sign up for a subscription, this is a good compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today's Tech News Day episode. Thanks again to Phil Arrigo yeah. for dropping in. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, and uh, if you want to... If you missed our episode yesterday about the coronavirus and uh, what the makers of Plague Inc. have <laughs> Think to about say about it. Uh, also, some uh, impeachment news and yeah. uh, a Republican uh, getting uh, blasted for using uh, copyrighted memes and uh, our update on Stadia. 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 Whatever. Yeah, the people get real mad. <clears throat> it's all in there. And uh, we also have an, a new episode of Weekly Weird News and a new uh, exclusive podcast for Patreon supporters and YouTube members. And apparently YouTube membership is available on iOS. Now, finally. Good. So if you're on iOS and you want to become a member, click the join button below the video. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Bye. Bye.